This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fox Given, the one with the yoni nutritionist. Oh, hello, Florence. Hi, Bree. Oh, snap. Oh, stop, stop. Was it like jinx, <laughs> triple drinks, buy me a coke? <laughs> I was so shit yeah, at that. I never did that. Me too. Yeah. I never ever want. I'm just not quick enough. Yeah, I'm not quick enough. Absolutely not. Just fried my brain, cabbage over here. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I am well. I'm well. Wow. I like predicted what you were going to ask me. Then I don't know well, what's happening. I think we're just really in sync. We we ended up having like the best, most deepest chats yesterday, and like. We did. Yeah, they were. It was some good. Th- I was on my on the phone to my therapist as well today, today, being like, we talked about this and this and and this. And yeah, oh, it was some good. Oh my god, was she proud of us? Yeah, she was shocking. She was like, she was like, oh my god. She was literally had so much joy. She was like, ah, I'm so, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud. This sounds like a oh really mature conversation. I'm so like, oh, she was just, she was like screaming. Yeah. There's nothing better when you're than when your therapist is proud of you. When your therapist is proud, apart from when dad's proud, but daddy issues. Oh yeah, when dad's <laughs> proud, it is the best. I don't. Um, yeah, but when the therapist is proud, oh my god, and you can hear like the excitement. You're like, wow, I did good. We did the good good, yeah. We did the good good. So yeah, I think we're just in sync right now. It's just we just We're so in sync. We hung out all yesterday. That wasn't in sync. We're out of sync (laughs) now. We're out of sync. It's gone. It's gone, it's gone. It answered your question. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very well. How are you, Reed? I'm good, thank you. Um I yeah, had a therapy session this morning. So yeah, feeling a lot lighter and more I could deal deal with the world again, which is nice. Way, mm. yay! Dealing with the world is great. Yes, I love that. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any exciting updates? What's been going on on your side of the life since? Well, in last week? theme of this week's episode, I did want to talk a little bit about my vaginal health stuff that's going on at the moment. Yes. Since I mm-hmm. got back from America, I started getting um bleeding after sex and obviously that's a bit of a warning sign Mm -hmm. um it's not great if you're bleeding after sex you should always go to the doctor and get it checked out um so that's what i did she she kind of just said to me she was like keep an eye on it and if it keeps happening then book book to come back in and that i can give you your your smear test a little bit early and get all that stuff checked out as well and it continued happening so Mm -hmm. i was like better get my ass back to the doctors and when she was taking my smear test she noticed how easily my cervix just starts bleeding Mm. and what's funny is what you were talking about previously with your diagnosis yeah is that it she she was like it's a really it could be this really common thing called so you said it was like something like egg trojan egg okay i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right hold on wait i'm gonna get my sheet and you can read it because i might just be reading it wrong hold on there's also it says in brackets cervical erosion cervical ectropian people will know what we're talking about if they know they probably know you know yeah so uh, a cervical ectropian we think mm. is how it pro- it's pronounced 
Um, and yeah. yeah, that is so interesting. But I also think it's like, you know, um, we're talking about female health a lot and and we suddenly, everything got blown up about endometriosis and we learned more about it. And mm. I, I mean, I had several doctors say that I might have endometriosis um, because yeah. I think it must've just been a whole new bit of information that went out and all the doctors knew about. And I think maybe the same things happened with this Egg-tropian, where maybe they've just been taught like, oh, instead of endometriosis, it could also be this. So stop sending these poor girls to go and get mm. like laroscopies and shit. But it's so it's so hard to know. Like, how do you fucking know? I don't know. So with me, she's booked me in for a cervical scan just in yeah. case that it's anything else. So I'm getting my smear test results back, and I'll also go in for a cervical scan in case it's any like. Uh, cysts or polyps mm-hmm. I think um, which can also happen I did mine the other way around I did the scan first and then I had the colposcopy I don't have the exact same thing as you either I'm like I just have the bleeding but no pain but it could and just only after sex yeah yeah I mean we might have the same thing or we might have something different it's so it's so yeah. symptoms are so different for people like maybe if we have the same thing maybe you just don't experience the pain because maybe you just don't have like the nerve endings in that particular bit or something like that. Pain is so weird anyway down there. Um, Because what I, the pain that I feel doesn't feel like it's in my vagina or my uterus. It feels like it's in my back, like in my rectum, in like a very different place. And it, I don't know how to explain it. It's like deep in there. And of course pain manifests in like crazy ways, you know, when you hurt your shoulder and your lower back hurts and all stuff like that. But anyway, that's what's going on with my body at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I've had conversations with the person that I'm sleeping with at the moment about it and just said, hey, look, like this is going on. Um, it's not very nice. And I just wanted to let you know because when we have sex, obviously it's affected. And could you please just be gentle with me <laughs> down yeah. there? You can be you can be rough with the rest of my body. Throw me around, but when you get down to the vagina, just really treat her with care. Okay, please. that's a smart move. But I, what if you don't? What if your vagina doesn't want to be treated with care? Like, what if sexually that doesn't get your vagina off? So you're just like, yeah, I know you shouldn't be pounding me because I'm going to be in a lot of pain for the next three days. But like, pound me harder. What do you do? Why is my vagina such a fucking bitch? <laughs> She's yeah, so fickle. I think. <laughs> It's easier for me because I love soft, slow sex. Like essentially like Uh slow stuff. That's my fucking jam, Mm -hmm. mate. Like I love it rough as well, but like the slow sensual really gets gets me off. So I think I'm okay with the like, hey, let's just slow down a little bit whilst this is happening. I think you saying that is always really turning me on. So maybe I just need to try and slow things down a bit. Oh my God, slowing things down is the hottest thing. Yeah. And it's also like a new thing that you can try with Sam. Yeah. I'm sure you actually did slow it down before and you were like, oh my God, Florence, I've changed. (laughs) I love slow sex. Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember we've done it before and it has been very good, but it's so hard to go from like something that I, I masturbate over, like the, the pace, the, I just want it to be intense. You know, like we were talking about sensory deprivation. I like sensory overload. Mm. Mm. But you can get that from slow sex, I think. All right, I'm going to try it. I'll try it. Got this. Little like we got to good to our vaginas whilst they're going through all this stuff. It's like, I think it's really important. It's perfect timing as well because I'm taking Sam out for a date tonight. It's a secret surprise (gasps) date. 
Oh, that's gonna be cute. It's gonna end in some nice, slow, romantic sex. Yes, although we say this now and then sometimes it doesn't and then you're like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, but that's okay I as well, that. especially if like one of us doesn't want to yeah. bang. Um, so true. So okay, just communicate. Yeah, we're trying really hard to like do like book things in for each other and give each other a little bit more, and I keep the honeymoon period going. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna book yes. in a nice surprise for us, and yeah. Oh, lovely. Gotta, gotta That's keep really cute, things. and I think it's very important to do that in relationships. Oh my god, it's so so necessary. Otherwise, it just so necessary. It just dies, and you just don't end up doing anything for each other. That's why this is why my yeah. ex and I used to celebrate like every little thing, like every anniversary, mm. every. Um, yeah, you did. Like yeah, like Valentine's Day, everything. Because it's like okay, it's a it's a it's a good deadline. It's a good excuse. I mean, excuse is the wrong word, but it's a good thing to aim towards to do something super nice for each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in theme of what we've just been talking about, all our vaginal issues, shall we get Adrian on, the yoni nutritionist? Yes. Let's hear what she has to say. Yeah, We're going to fucking grill her. We've got so much so, I've got so many questions. I cannot wait <laughs> to sit, hear what she has to say. It's going to be good. Oh my God. <laughs> Hey Adrian. Hey. Welcome to Foxgiven. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you on the show and really get mm-hmm. into some vaginal health stuff because Florence and I, we're like queen and queen of BV and thrush. I think that's just like, they're our best friends for life that we can't seem to get bloody rid of. So it's a real honor to have you on to, to chat more about it and teach, some, teach us some good things. But for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. would you mind telling our curious fuckers just who you are from your side? Yes. Hi, everybody. My name is Adrian. I'm the Yoni nutritionist and I'm a holistic nutritionist that specializes in holistic nutrition and wellness for women's sexual health, particularly around the very common vaginal infections like bacterial vaginosis, thrush, yeast infections. And I specialize in some of the STIs as well, like HPV and herpes because I have struggled throughout my life with all of those things. And like you, I have, I'm the the yeast girl. Like I have (laughs) struggled my entire life with yeast infections. And I've been, I got diagnosed with both HPV and genital herpes, which is HSV2. Um, I've had them for about 20 years and I've struggled with BV and UTIs and all of the things in the meantime. Oh my God, and, UTIs. Ugh. Uh, it got, for me, the reason why I started doing this work was because I went through something called candida overgrowth, which mm. is like oh. a, yeast inf- a yeast infection that took over my entire body. And it was <gasps> so Whoa. awful. And my doctor didn't know anything about it. He just kept giving me medication and I'm like something is wrong because I was chronically ill for like almost a year. Wow. Yeah. What what happened when it was, how did it affect your whole body? So I was getting yeast infections once a month, sometimes twice a month, always before my period. Mm -hmm. I was getting Mm -hmm. cystic acne on my forehead. And this was when I was in my mid Mm thirties and I was getting this crazy cystic acne on my forehead to the point where I was embarrassed to go out in public. Yeah, it was crazy. I had brain fog so bad that I couldn't remember things that happened yesterday. Like I felt like I was drunk Mm. all the time and I was chronically like I couldn't remember things. 
And I was chronically tired. And just even though I slept all the time, I had this crazy sinus infection that just wouldn't go away. I got BV too. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I kept going back to my doctor's. And he's like, I don't know. Here's a prescription. Like, that's it. <laughs> was he and a dude? Like, yeah. Oh, of yes. course. <laughs> of course. Even better. But uh. yeah, but it was so crazy. And then I was like, I there's something wrong with me. So I, it, I really just took it into my own hands to do my own research. And when I discovered it was this candida overgrowth and that all I had to do was do a, like a special elimination diet, I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, in comparison to the suffering I've been dealing with, because it didn't only affect me physically, it affected me emotionally and it affected, mm. affected my relationship and my sex life yes. and my work. Like my boss even pulled me aside and was like, are you okay? Like something, something's Some changed off. with you. And I'm like, I honestly don't know what is going on. So it People was- People underestimate how much these things affect your whole self. Yeah, yeah your yeah. whole it's not, life. It's not just your vagina. It's like every aspect of your life, your, your core. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is like- for a lot of people with vaginas, like it is an emotional thing. It is when you're chronically struggling and all you think about is your vagina and how it like really makes you feel. It really does impact the quality of your life. And that's what was happening to me. And then when I did this elimination, this very specific elimination diet and it worked, I was like, what the fuck? Why isn't anybody talking about this? Like, how did my doctor not know? And it made me angry Mm. because I was like, I've been suffering for like a a long time. And all of my, every aspect of my life has been suffering. So that's when I quit my corporate life of 20 years. I used to be a corporate bitch in a suit. Wow. I quit everything. (laughs) I went back to school to study holistic nutrition. And then I started doing the women's vaginal health stuff because I'm like, people need help and they need somebody to talk to because nobody's talking about this stuff mm-hmm. and it's so taboo still and I'm like why yeah. like half of the world's population has a vagina like why are we so still mm-hmm. so scared to talk about these things and, and even just mentioning them, so. to your friends or your family like I've got BV or I've got thrush or yeah or some kind of infection it's it's hard to talk about because a lot of people instantly so, their gut reaction yeah. is like well you must not be clean or you're doing something wrong and it's like well that's not necessarily the case sometimes like we just get a period and it just happens or like I'm taking Mm -hmm. acne medication at the moment and thrush is just again just like oh hey you thought you were ridding me but you're not because it's changing all my bloody ph and everything so yeah it people need to talk about it more like vaginas are not gross to talk about talking about infections and what our body does we need to talk about it to be able to like deal with it yeah exactly i went to the doctor recently um to about vaginal bleeding and and kind of other stuff as well but as well as that i was talking to her about the bb that i had been suffering with as well and what's funny is that i had like two appointments one where i kind of was like yeah it's still kind of a thing but i'm working on like i've just started working on my diet and stuff after talking to you adrian and then the next time i went in she asked me about how it it all been going and i was like you know what it's been so much better and she was asking me like what i've been cutting out and like getting all the information she was like she was like you really need to talk to people about this because she was like so many women come in and she was like to be honest as medical professionals we don't have the answers Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Because it's more than just what medicine can give you. It is really crazy with the Western world and Western medicine and healthcare practitioners because I, I do sympathize with them a little bit because they don't have the holistic knowledge. All mm -hmm. they know is to treat the symptoms. And with that, you need the medication. And sometimes we need the help of medication. Like there's no way in hell I would try to treat a yeast infection naturally if I get one. I get raging yeast infections to the point where I want to like take my toothbrush up my vagina and scratch yeah. it. Like it's yeah, like, yeah. it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but you know, in a, this is why I believe like as a holistic nutritionist, I, I do believe that sometimes we also need the help of Western medicine in combination with a holistic approach because yeah. sometimes we just need that relief from the symptoms. We need the help of medication. And in the meantime, we need a holistic approach, which looks at your diet, yeah. which looks at your lifestyle, which looks at stress and what's going on in your life and your gut health. Like that's the key to all of this is your gut health. Yeah. I wish we could all like work together. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard as well because there is such a, uh, a stereotype and bad stigma revolving around holistic medicine. Um, I was definitely brought up to believe that all holistic medicine was just like, um, like scams and charlatans. Again, I can still hear my mum's voice ringing in my ear. Um, and of course, that's not how I feel about it now because uh, even, even just looking at it from a science point of view, it, placebos literally have scientific proof and evidence to show that they work. So why wouldn't something like holistic medicine, which goes above and beyond science, and also if it works for you, it works for you, regardless of what you're doing with it. And as you said, yeah. I have this misconception of what holistic actually is. I think holistic as being, I don't know, spiritual or in quotation marks, woo-woo. And of course, that's not it. It's looking at not the symptoms. It's not looking at like the science. It's looking at you as a person, where your mind's at, what your body's doing, what you're eating, your stresses. And like, again, why are we not talking about that? Doctors never ask that shit. But holistic doctors say might. I would say, like, just to argue against that, like, I would say that it is science. Yeah. Like, what we put in our body food-wise is science. If we overeat a certain type of food, it's going to cause different things in our body. It's like why when we eat a lot of, like, fat and sugar and all that stuff, we start putting on weight. There's a scientific effect. Yeah. If things can put... If things can change our body shape physically then they can change the way that our body works internally too. There is a science behind it. Like even even in my when I went to holistic school, I studied like chemistry and biology and mm. all the ways the molecules of food and how it all digests in the body and how it converts to glycogen and all this shit. There is a, a, a science behind it. And it is like, I know what you mean when you say woo-woo, you think, oh, crystals and like <laughs> pendulums yeah. and like yeah, sage burning inside your vagina. Like. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like sometimes um, a mindfulness aspect of it is, is really important because yeah. I get a lot of people, um, especially who struggle with chronic infections that are just like, I hate my vagina. I, you know, they say these really awful things to themselves. And I'm like, you know, the more you say that, the more you're going to start believing it. And the more mm -hmm. you're going to like perpetuate these things. I'm like, it's not only just your diet and your gut health and the physiological things in your body. It's also a lot about what's going yeah. on in your mind yeah. and the things that you're telling yourself and your stress 
stress is the number one trigger of these mm-hmm. vaginal infections aside from like yeah. inflammatory inflammation and diet inflammatory foods and our menstruation and stuff like that yeah i 100 percent believe that because all my problems started when covid started mm-hmm. like the pandemic and obviously as a person i don't think my body had been under so much like stress we were eating so because much shit as that well. shit was scary mm-hmm. i was scared mm-hmm. and terrified for months, years. You know, and that, mm-hmm. that's when it all, yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. We've been in the fight or flight mode in our bodies for so long and they're not used to it, which is why I think I've heard a lot of people have been experiencing more since everything's happened with the pandemic. I liked what you were saying about, you know, being horrible to your vagina. You know, I, I just called my vagina a bitch. And when those words came out of my mouth, I was like, but she's not like, maybe I'm just not treating her yeah. right, you know? Um, And that's step one, I would say. Yeah, is actually loving your vagina, loving yourself as a whole, not blaming her, blaming yourself and seeing how you can, you know, do, do her better, do, do what, what she wants, give her what she needs. Exactly. Lots of penis. Lots of people, <laughs> lots of love, lots of love, love in whatever love. that way, yeah. well, lots of, in whatever that is for you, penises, vaginas, produce. Yeah, penises for me, that, that's, um, penis is just, just what she needs from me, that's it. Mine aren't always sexy. I've been so excited for this episode because I know that it's going to help so many people. People need to know that there are other people out here struggling Mm -hmm. and also get the answers and things that they can do. When you were going through your, like, the overgrowth times, what were, like, the sort of processes that you went to kind of go down your path of recovery? So I just really had to do a lot of my own work and research and learn about all of this. And it was a lot of trial and error for the past Mm -hmm. few years, but I did, um, because I had candida overgrowth, I did a candida elimination diet and I had no clue what I was doing at the time. I just did it on my own. And when it, like it was a six week, um, pretty strict elimination diet where I was cutting out all of the crap foods that were causing this candida overgrowth and just like eating whole natural foods. So for example, I cut out like the inflammatory foods, which are gluten, dairy, and sugar, any kind of like anything that had sugar in it, I cut out alcohol, caffeine, and whenever, you know, whenever I tell people this, they're like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. It wasn't like it was, it was at the beginning, very difficult, but you get used Mm -hmm. to it. Um, It's an adjustment. Mm -hmm. It's an adjustment. Yeah. But like, the way I was feeling, this was easy and and there was no other choice. I was just like, okay, I like sign, where do I, how, when do I start? So it was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was eating a lot of um, good quality proteins, good fats and lots of like green vegetables. And over time I got used to it. I was also on a very specific antifungal supplement protocol. So it re- <laughs> really just like wiped out the bad bacteria and replenished the good bacteria in my gut. Yeah, because that's really hard to do when you go, like have an antibiotic or something, it's, it wipes yeah. out everything. How do you put the good stuff back in? With the food and probiotics. The food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the food. So it's all about like digestion and food combining and eating specific foods in a specific way so that your digestion starts to optimally function so that you can eliminate all this bad 
shit literally and then replenish the good stuff and within four weeks i my skin cleared up that cystic acne four weeks wow. yeah i didn't i stopped getting yeast infections that sinus infection that i had went away Whoa. and i could wow. think like i had more energy and i could think clearly and i could remember things and i was like <sighs> hmm. what in the fuck and at the beginning, like I was dating this, I was in a relationship and my boyfriend at the time said to me, like, do you think it, all of this stuff could be your diet? And I was like, nah, I eat healthy. <laughs> no, I don't believe in, I don't believe in this holistic woo woo stuff. Like I eat pretty healthy. <laughs> no, I was not. I was eating all, I was living in Switzerland actually at the time and I was eating all the cheese and all the chocolate and all the yeah. bread and all the beer and wine and basically all of the things that were feeding this candida overgrowth causing yeah, it to yeah. get worse. So what, are the, what are those the main things that cause um, overgrowths and the candida? Like what, what else, like could you list them off so we can know them clearly? Yes. And it is, it's also the same for any other vaginal infection is what mm -hmm. I'm finding. It's also the same for UTIs, BV, herpes, HPV. Those are the ones I specialize in. So I know yeah. those ones. But it's, it's sugar is the worst. <laughs> Sugar is uh -huh. the worst. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, this sugar is the worst, but the three main inflammatory foods are gluten, dairy, and sugar. And then anything that's like saturated fats, junk mm -hmm. foods, like pre-processed, overly processed, pre-packaged foods, because there's so much crap, like yeah. any, all these artificial ingredients you can't pronounce are just like the worst my my rule is like it's pretty simple if it grows eat it if it doesn't grow don't eat it yeah. like mm -hmm. my over the years now yeah. that i've been doing this for a while i've like literally revolved my lifestyle around my vagina and my diet around my vagina because i have to i'm super sensitive mm -hmm. um and my vagina is very important to me my sexual my sexuality is very important to me and i feel really yeah. confident when i my vagina feels good. When my vagina doesn't feel good, yeah. I'm just like, wah, wah. Yeah. Like I want to crawl under the covers and not come out until. <laughs> yeah. You know? I felt exactly the same way. When I was like really suffering with my BV, it was affecting how I thought about my, like my body, like how confident I was in the bedroom. I was just like, I feel gross. Like I don't want people to go near me. I'm ashamed. I was ashamed of myself and my body. And that is a horrible place to be in. Mm -hmm. Especially when you love sex. Yeah. And you like, love intimacy and you wanna be around people. It's it's such a, it's such a big barrier. Mm -hmm. When it comes to sex as well, are there any other things that you would implement in your sex life to be better for your vaginal health as well? Yes. Yes, definitely. There's ejaculation like a, from sperm is um, because of our vagina's pH, especially if you're struggling with BV, that's real, this is really important to understand is our vaginas are more on the acidic pH scale mm -hmm. and yeah. semen is more alkaline. And a lot of times huh. when I talk to women who struggle with BV, they get BV every time they have sex with their partner because when their partner ejaculates inside of them, it messes with their vaginal pH. That's so exactly are, the same for me, yeah. 
Yeah, like if you are struggling with BV, you might want to try, and I, I know it sucks because it kind of takes the fun out of it, but you might want to try to avoid ejaculatory sex for a bit until you get it under control. Rule number one of vaginal health, too, is always pee after sex. Always, 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 always. always oh, that pee. should yes. just be a rule for after everyone. Sex. Yes. If there's uh-huh. anything you take from this, it's that pee after sex <laughs> and never mix B to V, which is bum to vagina. Never, ever, Ooh, ever, ever, yeah. ever. What would you say for partners of someone that has a sensitive vagina? What can they do to help that partner? Mm-hmm. That's such a good question too, because it is often about their diets as well. Because wow. if, if their semen is like too alkaline or also acidic, like that also says a lot about what's going on in their bodies. And, you know, a lot of women who come to me with BV because of ejaculatory sex are like, my partner eats like shit. And I'm like, he smokes, he eats a lot of sugar. And these are the things that can cause BV. So it is also important for your partner to be mindful of their diet as well, because it affects the the alkalinity pH of their semen, which can influence your vaginal health too. Oh God, oh God, oh God. (laughs) I I wanted to ask about drink. We've spoken about food, but drink, um, I mean, I know you mentioned alcohol and we all know that alcohol is not gonna be good. I'm sure that that's when I've, had really bad flare-ups before when I've been drinking consistently each week um, or like on wine a regular. Wine for me is the devil. Wine, oh, wine, not great. Yeah. Is there anything you can suggest, recommend for drink and what to avoid? Yes, clear, clear alcohols, clear beverages. So it can be a bit of adjustment of an adjustment, especially if you're used to drinking sugary drinks or wine, because trust me, I love my wine too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. It's the fermentation in the wine too that is, it's a bunch of things in the wine. It's the sugar, the fermentation, and then it can also mess with your hormones, which isn't a whole nother topic, but um, also affecting BV. Yeah, yeah. Um, Clear alcohols like vodka, tequila, and gin Mm -hmm. mixed with Mm. a soda, like soda, just clear, sugarless, low sugar soda with some lime and some lemon and maybe some herbs or something to give it some more Mm. flavor. Mm -hmm. And if you do... Yeah, that's what you should have, right? That's That's not what you should avoid. That's what you should have. have. Yes, this should... Well, not like should, but like if you want to drink, this is the best. Alcohol advice from Florence. Yeah. (laughs) And if you need a little bit of sweetener in there, like you can always put some stevia in there or some honey. That's natural, right? Yeah, stevia, agave, um, honey. Not too much, just a little bit. Little little taster. Um, What about things like um, kombucha and kaffir? This is a bit of a controversial topic because, Mm -hmm. you know, these things are promoted to have a lot of probiotics and they're really Mm -hmm. good for you and they're really good for your gut health. But when you struggle with vaginal infections, particularly yeast and BV infections, fermented foods and fermented drinks like kombucha, kefir, and even sauerkraut and kimchi and those things are actually really bad for you because... What's happening is the fermentation from the foods is feeding the fermentation in your gut and it's causing fermentation. It's like that fermentation Mm. can trigger or can trigger or make your vaginal infections worse. Mm -hmm. So it's it's good for the gut, but not good for the vagina. 
it's good for the I gut. believe this as well. Yeah. I, I cut mean, out like so much stuff and then I accidentally, I kind of forgot about things like one day and I had a kombucha immediately after I had BB, wow. like a little, like a small flare up. Mm. And I was like, what? It was the sugar in it mm-hmm. first sugar, yeah. and then- Yeah, the fermentation. I mean, for if you don't struggle with vaginal health issues, I mean, these things are okay. But if you are getting chronic yeast and BV infections, particularly, you want to try to stay away from these fermented, fermented, (laughs) fermented foods and drinks because it actually can make it worse. So um, I know that when I I was having IBS problems, they really recommended the FODMAP diet and trying to cut all these stuff out for a period of, because in my mind, I didn't want to do it because I thought I have to give up these things for forever. Is it the same with vaginal health where if you're having issues, you could give them up for a little bit and then it resets and then maybe you can start reintroducing things back into your diet and see if they're okay for you? Or is it like, that's it, you got to give up for good? No, it's, it's the first one you said, like, just, it's all about moderation. It's Mm -hmm. not like you don't ever need to, like, it's not like you have to never eat pizza again. Like (laughs) you should be able to eat these things without it triggering an issue. But once you clear up the issue and it takes a little bit of work and time and patience and consistency and discipline, but afterwards it, then it's all about moderation. Like, trust me, I love, I will crush a pizza, like twice a month once a month like yeah like I will I I love to indulge like I love bread and but I love ice cream but like I'm not eating it regularly I only treat myself once Mm -hmm. in a while because otherwise I'm miserable like you have to enjoy your life but like when I was going through the worst of my vaginal health issues I didn't eat like, especially when I was doing the elimination diet, I, I wasn't eating any of those things. But afterwards, you can slowly start to reintroduce these foods back into your diet and enjoy them in moderation. But you just have to be mindful of how it makes you feel after. Like you were saying, Florence, earlier, like you drank a kombucha and then all of a sudden, you know, like your body will tell you very quickly if it doesn't like something, mm-hmm. just especially have to be your more. vagina. Yeah, <laughs> she's good at communicating. Yeah, <laughs> she is. You just got to listen. That's the hardest yeah. part. Yeah. That's the hard part. She had me clitnotized. We actually have some questions from our curious fuckers. The first one's making me laugh. Does eating certain foods like pineapple really make it taste better for someone going down on you? I'm dead. So funny. Everybody is, I've heard that a lot lately Mm -hmm. when I tell them what I do. They're like, oh, pineapple, huh? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yes. It is, I think there is true. There is a certain property of, and that is in pineapple that does help to enhance the taste and smell of your vagina. <laughs> nice. Even sperm. So Even sperm interesting. Too. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you know what, what it's called? No, I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called mm-hmm. in pineapple. That's but so celery funny. too. Celery is also good. So someone asked, how can I keep my vagina smelling fresh? Which I think is an interesting one. It's really your diet and drinking a lot of water. Like a lot mm. So thirsty after you said that, but yeah, because <laughs> I think Florence too. Like, wasn't that your experience too? You said you started drinking more water when you were tr- going through your BV stuff. It's just like yeah, mm. tons of water. Making sure you're eating the f- rainbow of fresh fruits and vegetables. Trying to stay away from too much fruit because fruit has 
mm. fructose, which is sugar. And even though it's the healthy sugar, it's still sugar at the end of the day, the way it's digested. Um, but making you don't sure want to be having five a day, right? Five fruits no. a day. It's like mix no. those with the vegetables, guys, please. Vegetables, more vegetables than fruit for sure. But like mm. making sure your diet is you're eating a whole foods diet for the most part, drinking a lot of water, um, managing your stress, just trying to make sure you're taking good care of yourself. And that's the over time. Oh, probiotics are also really good. Mm. Are there any particular yes. ones you can recommend probiotics? Because there's just so much out there. There's so much out there. I, I usually recommend a women's health specific probiotic because they've got all of the different strains of probiotics mm -hmm. in them. Some of the most important ones are lactobacillus rhamnosus. If you remember anything from that, just think of rhinoceros. <laughs> um, there's a couple other ones that I, I forget exactly what the names of them are, but lactobacillus rhamnosus is particularly important if you have, if you get BV, but I recommend um, 25 to 50 billion CFUs. That's the measurement of probiotics. Um, if you are struggling with, or you just want vaginal health maintenance, mm -hmm. I always take a 50, I take a 50 women's health specific probiotic supplement blend. Do you do that There's every day? There's lots of them out there. Every day. Can you overdo it? Yes, you can. And actually there's a version of BV, it's called AV, which stands for aerobic vaginitis, mm. which means you have too much good bacteria. And that is even worse than BV. No. Yeah, it no, is No, please. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's called AV, aerobic vaginitis, with too much good bacteria. Whoa. And it is like, it's like foul smelling. Some women have told me, like, it is like, yeah, it's it's really interesting if you ever are curious to look it up. But yeah, I feel I feel for people who have who struggle with that because it's tough. Yeah, oh. that's a tough one. Oh, but diet, like you guys, yeah, like my heart goes out to you. There's also CV, which is cytolytic vaginosis, another form of BV. It's like fuck's sake, it's crazy. I didn't know these existed. Yeah, it's like three different forms of of bacterial vaginosis, but it is possible to manage these things. It's just learning about what, how, working with somebody like me, even a naturopath, somebody that can help you really get it under control to the root cause. Get to the root. Yeah. Um, another question we had in is, what is microbiome? Ooh. That's a good question because I think everybody's probably heard of a gut microbiome by mm -hmm. now, which is like the gut is the home of like thousands of different bacteria and fungus, good and bad, both with all kinds of different things, like functions, usually nutrient absorption and digestion and making sure that they're fighting out viruses and all the things, working with all of our systems to keep everything nice and healthy. The microbiome is kind of like, think of it as like a greenhouse in your gut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have that in our vagina yeah. too. Our vagina has a microbiome in our, cool. in our vagina. And it also has lots of good and bad bacteria, fungus, and it's responsible for fighting off infections mm -hmm. and like keeping a nice harmonious environment when like foreign intruders like uh, penises, you know, penises <laughs> and sperm and like not clean sex toys. Also, mm -hmm. side note, make sure you're cleaning your sex toys. 
before well after you definitely sometimes before yeah I'm positive Um, I was giving myself thrush again by not cleaning my toys properly just like leaving them on the side and then being like okay I'm too lazy to go to the bathroom bloop yeah (laughs) one of the times I got BV was from an unclean sex toy it wasn't it wasn't unclean it was just the material and it had collected bacteria while it was I had stored it yes yeah Mm -hmm. so you got to be careful with that too storing it properly Mm -hmm. but yeah that's interesting um so yeah our vaginal our vaginas have a microbiome that's responsible for protecting our vaginas from infection this is a random add-on but like what do you think about douching no oh god no douching (laughs) no say no to douching Mm -hmm. no it is like i mean um for women who get bv people with vaginas who get bv Sometimes I've heard you could do like um, an apple cider vinegar douche where you put oh, like yeah. a very small, very small amount because apple cider vinegar is really strong um, into like some warm water and you can use like an enema kit or a douching kit to, to flush it up there and then flush it out. But you got to be careful because ACV apple cider vinegar is strong and you don't want to do it too much because it really can mess with the bacteria and flora. Mm. Some I've heard of hydrogen peroxide douches, but I don't want to. I've never tried that, and I don't know enough about that. But mm-hmm. some women with like chronic BV will try that. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. How like, how much is too often for those kind of things? Like every day, I would say like if you are if you notice the BV coming on, a yeast infection coming on, maybe doing it once. Mm. yeah and Um, then not for months no yeah like maybe what just until you start noticing your symptoms getting better maybe once a week Mm -hmm. something like that but yeah Yeah. I would just honestly like your vagina is a self-cleaning organ and if you're concerned about the smell or the way it feels maybe you're you have a yeast infection or a bv infection coming on or something like it will clean itself but if you need just a refresher try the the essential oils yeah i have heard about yeah. putting apple cider vinegar in your bath as well that can be yeah. really good um and so it, anal douching is that okay that i think is okay like rinsing with water before you have anal sex i think yeah just, just to be clear, I mean, ICBA yeah. to anal douche. If you're going to fuck me in the ass, you have to deal with the mess. Like, that's just yeah, yeah. It's just part of it. Holy shit! Oh my god, this was so amazing. So I think this episode is going to have helped so many people, mm-hmm. and that excites me beyond belief because <laughs> we all know the struggles, yeah. and we just want to spread the awareness. I would really love to encourage people to get in touch with you as well, and like get all your knowledge, get your handbooks, your guides, because they are so extensive and amazing, and really, really useful if you are going through all this stuff. Where can people find you? Yeah. Um, so my main hub of communication is my Instagram, which is at Yoni Nutritionist. And I also have a website, which is yoninutritionist.com, where I have all kinds of other information. I have a free Yoni Health grocery list um, that you can download. Oh. I'm on TikTok as well, but Instagram is my main hub of communication where I've where I've written and created like 500 posts that are so valuable and We'll just give you a lot of information that you can research on your own. And then when you're ready to do the work, I can help you. I've got four different online guides and programs. I've got my own Candida elimination diet. It's called Fuck Candida because it's so annoying. (laughs) I have 
a BV elimination diet, which Florence, you were doing. I've got my healing herpes holistically guide and my HPV healing guides, and they're helping a lot of people. And it's based on my own experience with healing my vagina from all these things. Mm. And they're now help and my education and experience as a nutritionist, but now these things are helping other people and it's just amazing. Oh, that I'm sounds so excited so good. for everyone that just listened to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people can book one-on-ones with you and like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, my vagina's feeling happy and healthy already. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It really helps to talk to somebody who's been through it all because mm-hmm. like sometimes, like we've said, doctors just don't know that there's just such a huge gap. Yeah. And, and things like with the shame and stigma with these vaginal health issues, particularly with STIs, I used to talk to my therapist about it and she would never really understand mm. what I was going through. Mm. So it's really helpful to talk to somebody who's been through it yeah. and is on yes. the other side feeling good. Yeah, amazing. You are living proof. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And yeah, curious fuckers, we hope you've enjoyed this amazing episode. Of course, if you have, share it and spread it wide. Tell everyone. If you know a girlfriend who's got some issues, just send it that way. You know, it might change their life. I feel like we should just share this episode with everyone that owns vaginas. Yes, yes, please. And penis owners as well. I'm sure they deal with a bunch of shit and don't even talk about it more so yeah it's, you know it's what helpful for i them think to know this mm-hmm. it really is and it i feel like it just may it will make our shame when dealing with these issues so much less if our partners and the people that are going around having fun with vaginas if they knew about it and of course like if you want to stay in touch with florence and i with come curious find us on instagram at come curious as well as our personal accounts read amber x and florence bark and remember to give this podcast a rating and review it let us know what you think because it really helps us get into more people's ears thank you for being here curious fuckers we will see you next thursday baby like and subscribe if you're on youtube and bye. bye